Welcome to the George Lynch Hunting Podcast by Legendary Gear, the game call company that is legend by design. I'm your host, George Lynch. If you're a deer hunter and turkey hunter like me and know the role and importance of proper food plots and minerals, then stay tuned because this podcast is for you. This week's podcast theme is favorite recipes for big bucks. We are honored to have this week's guest, Mike Lindahl of Domain Outdoors. Hey, Mike, welcome to our podcast. Hey, George, thanks for having me. I, I appreciate being on and I enjoy conversations like these. Like you, I'm a big deer 300 too, so it's getting to be that time of year and people are getting excited. The snow is finally melting and it's time to kind of start thinking about food plots. So it's a, a fun time of year for us at Domain. Uh, for those of you that don't know us, we are our family-owned food plot business up here in Wisconsin, and we sell and distribute nationally throughout the country. Started in late 2018, and um, kind of were able to turn the dream into a passion. I've been doing this for going on 10 years now, and food plotting for over 15, and um, my brother-in-law and I started the business, and, and it's really kind of taken off. We've got, like you said earlier, uh, we, we really focus on quality products first and foremost and educating the customers and the consumers and um, really have helped people be more successful in the field and it's allowed us to continue to grow our brand and our product offerings and uh, everything in our portfolio really kind of helps solve a problem and and help improve your domain so it's been uh, it's been a ton of fun well, you know, especially living down here in South Central Iowa, we know all about food plots. And, you know, Michigan has started getting, of course, you had the baiting and stuff like that. And it really, that, uh, that is, it might be the poor man's way and, and stuff. But uh, the food plots out here, if you're not, if you don't have the food plots, you're not going to hold the, the whitetails, and especially in the late season. And that's what I've noticed has been critical out here. And I kind of, suffered a little bit i didn't uh, wasn't able to get a food plot in in time in one of my spots and it really it uh we paid the penalty for it in the late season because the neighbor had the deer he had the bucks and <laughs> you know it's it's awesome you know god bless usa here's another family-owned business and you know you took that's the same thing with diane and i we took uh you know i guess my passion i've had for years in in you know the outdoors but calling ducks and geese and trying to, you know, anything that I could call to get in, it was just awesome. You know, kind of took that passion and it started as a hobby and then turned into a business. And, you know, it's not all been roses, but you know, when you get up in the morning yeah, and, for sure. you know, get up in the morning and do what you love to do. And man, I went and checked your, your website. It's phenomenal, by the way. And um, I was really impressed by the different products that you have there. And if you don't mind, um, can we go through each one of the of the food food plot seeds and why and what's the difference and and maybe the time of year? That, yeah, for sure. Because we are actually, yep. you know, the springtime here. Where it's, this is the time that guys need to be getting food plots in. If I'm if you if I'm correct. Yeah, I first want to touch on a couple of things you mentioned earlier. One being that food plots play a critical role in property management, hunting. Um, having success because deer are forage animal. They're going to eat six pounds of food per day. And if your fridge is empty and the neighbor's fridge is full, they're going to go to the neighbors. So um, we'll kind of chat here over the next few minutes about different ways to make sure you've got more food available on your property. But I, I thought it was really interesting that you brought that up. And those are some of the, 
problems we help solve. And then the second part is the family-owned, American-made. Uh, we we pride ourselves on that. Uh, it's, it's funny. Everything that we offer is made in America. Our labels are made right next door. Our jugs are all made in the U.S., all the seeds from the U.S., the mineral and the attractants from the U.S. The bags we get our mineral attractant are made in the U.S., down in Madison, Wisconsin. Um, so it's it's been really fun to kind of um, really take pride in that. And um, even with the craziness that has happened in the world, you know, over the last several months and years, we've maintained our, our retail pricing and done all the things that we can do to continue to provide the highest quality product with most affordable prices. So um, I wanted to touch base on that too, since you brought it up. But yeah, I can I can also jump through really all the products, as you mentioned, being springtime, now is kind of the time we begin to lay the foundation. Um, and a lot of the U.S., uh, spring is a great time to get those cold season perennials. Uh, your clovers, your chicories, alfalfa is established. And we have a couple of mixes that we, we love to use called Hot Chick and Comeback Kid. You're going to notice uh, all of our seed mixes have pretty unique names, um, but they tell a, a perfect story of what the product is. And Hot Chick is our kind of Swiss Army knife foundation of chicory and two varieties of clover it's shade tolerant Uh, it's tolerant to moisture sand weather whether it's drought or heat or cold in the last two to three years and then comeback kid is our other cold season perennial and that's kind of our what we call our manager's mix and that it's going to provide four to five years of growth of one planting 30 percent plus protein really high forage product four varieties of clover and alfalfa uh, a lot of our customers mix the two together. Uh, they work really well together. But to your point, George, spring is the perfect time to kind of get those established, take root, and, and really provide for your deer and turkey for the next four or five years. Uh, so it's a, like we said, we lay the foundation this time of year, and, and that's one of the best ways to do it. We've got a couple other products that are kind of spring focused too. One's called Incognito, which is our concealment mix. That's a, a area of food plotting that's really kind of um, been really hot the last few years. People are planting more types of concealment grasses uh, to help either conceal access to or from a food plot. Oftentimes when you're hunting a food source, you've got deer in there when you're exiting or entering. So it's a great way to get in undetected. It's also a great way to provide security for those deer. Um, they're an edge creature. They like to be a couple bounds away from safety and those cover or those tall concealment mixes help provide that. Additionally, you can block a neighbor, block a road, block shiners. Um, really, um, you can use it in a variety of ways. You can help create more of an edge in the food plot to force deer out into the food plot. So that's a really unique mix that, again, is a, a spring planting mix as well. And then last but not least, on kind of our spring side of things, is overhaul, which was new this year and overhaul is kind of a, a product that offers a couple of different options. A, the deer are going to eat it. It's got a whole bunch of different plant varieties that the deer, the deer are going to consume, but it also helps improve your soil. Uh, it's got buckwheat and spring triticale and crimson clover and blanche clover and tillage radish. And it's designed to, to really kind of help amend your soil. It breaks up compaction, fixates nitrogen. Um, it helps mine potassium and phosphorus. It uh, increases water infiltration, and it's really kind of an organic type of fertilizer to increase microbial growth for the future plots. So um, it's a really neat mix that is great for a first-time planting or kind of a 
transitional plot, maybe planted brassicas two years in a row and want to uh, recharge the soil and, and overhaul the perfect, perfect opportunity there. So real quick, Mike, that was a good point you brought up that, uh, about changing products and, and basically, you know, cause you're trying to help the soil. And I bet a lot of our guys don't uh, realize that out there that, you know, they, we usually yeah. go with one food plot and stay with it. But, you know, farmers actually rotate crops, you know, every year. And I think that's a great point you brought up. Yeah, they'll rotate crops. They'll throw in cover crops. They'll do everything they can to um, help help keep that soil rich in nutrients and minerals. And um, in turn, their crops year after year are better and better because those plants have more nutrients to absorb. So um, it's, a, it's a give and take for sure. And it's, it's a category. I enjoy it so much because you could, you never stop learning. And it's a category where the more, you know, the more successful you likely are going to be. Um, so we, we really try to help provide as much information and insight as we can. We've, as I like to say, we've made every mistake possible when it comes to food plotting. I've, I've done everything the wrong way. And therefore I can learn from those mistakes and help others hopefully avoid some of those pitfalls. So, um, and crop rotation is one of those things that it can be really critical in helping help to keep your soil healthy and those food plots growing for your deer. Failures create successes. But uh, one of the things I never realized how, uh, what a, a, a attractive that buckwheat can be, because I remember living in uh, Michigan, we, uh, I had two uh, hunt clubs in my backyard, waterfowl, duck clubs, you want to call whatever, but they also, you know, so they would plant buckwheat for the waterfowl to come, you know, in the fall. And of course, in, as everybody knows, you usually get in July, mid-July, you, you start traveling your bean fields, and that's where you're going to see your big bucks coming out at night, eating on those beans. And we'd have the bucks in the bean fields, but when that clo- when that buckwheat start coming up, those deer would leave the bean and go eat the buckwheat. And I didn't, <laughs> that's the first time I realized how much deer are attracted to the buckwheat. Another point you brought up that I caught that, um, with myself, you know, I, I'm not really a big on field edge hunter, maybe more in the late season because I don't want to get near the bedding area and take any chance of deer because they've been spooked. You know, they're, they're trying, they're in there for one thing, they're for food, and they will also got to feel the security and safety. But earlier in the season, um, you know, I kind of like get back in the interior a little bit. And one of the things that, uh, you know, you could be, even if you have a food plot field, a lot of these spots out here, we don't have the big hardwoods and thick swamps that we had in Michigan. You have, you know, we've got some woods and stuff, but they have a lot of uh, what I call border trails or two tracks that go through them. And I've always thought that, uh, man, it would be awesome if there was some type of, of attractant that I could plant in these two tracks, that, you know, whether it's a logging trail, whatever, because a lot of these big bucks mm-hmm. will stay in a staging area inside that woods why the inferior deer, you know, are walking out and they're feeding in that food plot. What would you recommend yep. on a guy that could sit off, you know, wants to be back in the interior, hold off in that staging area and maybe plant something that, you know, for those bucks that might be not willing to come out to that open daylight? Yeah, it's funny you bring that up. We we do a lot of talking about transition plots and staging areas. I mean, that's where most of our, our deer are killed, to be honest with you, George. It's easier to, um, you know, bring them into, into bow range in those areas in daylight. And we, over the last couple of years, have, have used a product that we uh, brought to market called Hot Chick. And what we do is we create what we call food plot highways, uh, where we've turned two tracks of logging roads into um, 
I guess call it a staging area, call it a, we call them food plot highways, where we'll, we'll go in the spring, we'll work those areas up. If you go to our website, it's got a bunch of information and pictures and kind of show you what we've done. And it, it's a perennial, it's a, it's cold tolerant, it's shade tolerant. Uh, it can handle the, you know, the type of terrain that, that you're going to have in the woods. Um, we like to get those established in the spring, try to get the, best root development and stock production prior to a, a dense canopy. But hot chick is, is the product that, that really helps with those logging roads and areas that are semi-shaded for those staging plots you speak of. Well, for a guy like me who's not uh, farmer inclined and, and, and stuff, what would be the best way to plant that seed then? On a, you know, you, you definitely on a two-track whether you had permission of the farm or not you know, going in and, and plowing it up? Is it something that you would have to plow and disc in, or is it something that can be implemented by hand? It definitely can be done either way. Um, when it comes to food plotting, most of our mixes, I think of more in gray terms than black and white, where it's, you have to do this, or you have to do that. It's more or less, there's a lot of different ways to do it. The end goal is to get the best seed to soil contact that you can. So whether it's a landscaping rake or a garden rake, you're using to rough up the soil, or if you can get in there with a small tiller and, and till it up, uh, it'll work both ways. I mean, it, it, it is a throw and grow and no-till mix if there ever was one. At the same time, if you have the equipment, you can get in there and, and till up that soil and, and cultivate it and do those things. That's just going to create better seed-to-soil contact. So the ultimate goal is seed-to-soil contact. The method or application is uh, wide-ranging. Uh, I've planted many hot chick food plots with just a, a landscaping rake and a garden rake with excellent success. Wow. So, that sounds like my ace in the hole. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's our Swiss Army knife, we call it. It just it fits so many needs and at the same time provides incredible amounts of high-protein forage that are extremely cold tolerant. It's going to be green well into fall. So it really, really checks a lot of boxes. Well, you know, I, I, there's... Like again, you know, there's the trophy. There's so much uh, trophy whitetail hunting out here, and there's a lot of guys who are my friends who have good tra- tracks of land, and you know, her, they're utilizing the food plots, and they think that uh, by planting the food plot, they got the big field, and it, it might be secluded back in a little bit, but it's a good size open field, and they'll plant their food plots, put their tower blinds in there, and and they're saying, you know, I I see I'm getting pictures of big bucks and uh, mostly nighttime but they're getting a few daylight but man i'm not seeing the mature deer i'm seeing inferior deer but i'm seeing mature deer so i'm trying to tell them well you know what's your approach going in what's your exit but you know one thing you need to remember if you're going in that field you know nine times out of ten if that big buck is before you know he might be laying just in that woods or he's just on the edge feeding you know not really committing myself and i think you're you're bumping them out as you're going in and um, I'm telling you what, I'm excited about trying this. That's what, you know, as I'm sitting and hunting and you're, you're trying to think, you know, I need something back here that, that when these bucks, in every, you know, they have their staging areas. We all know that. And, but, you know, it, and it's good to have the, the larger food plot because you want to hold the does. There's no doubt you want to have, you know, feed Absolutely. and you're going to hold the does. And, and uh, especially in another thing, you don't hear too many people talk about, but to me, food plots and the nutrition is important because we want to hold healthy does. 
and we want does who can yep. you're a healthy birthing we want does who are healthy going into the winter um you know and then in the spring that they're healthy be able to bear uh the fawns but you know we don't talk enough about the health of the does but that interior food plot's going to be the deal for me this year yeah for sure it, it all plays together to your point george where you need the big destination food source that has your corn your beans your your brassicas your clovers all the things but also those transition plots are are typically where like i said we have our our most success from a mature or the harvesting mature deer standpoint so it all it all plays together and um and i think it's interesting too i've i've always said i've had the privilege to walk properties and help people kind of set up their properties and oftentimes i say you know what keep your dose happy and the rest will take care of itself and that involves having enough food um and it's a again i don't think people consideration how important it is for uh, healthy does and and what that allows the rest of your herd to do i mean when you have healthy does that have good fetal development and good milk production you've got buck fawns that get a head start and when that buck fawn turns five and had a head start the whole way it's a, there's a better chance it's going to be a trophy class whitetail so there's a lot of ways to look at it absolutely it's like the old cliche i think it goes in in through the whole animal kingdom when mama's happy everybody's happy <laughs> Right? That's a, just like at home. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? As looking through the products, you got one that really caught my attention. I mean, it could have even been named after me, but it was called the Big Sexy. Oh, I, I know where you're going with this. <laughs> <laughs> well, educate me on that, because I looked at that in, in, in the ingredients and stuff, and that, to me, looked like a pretty solid food plot. I'm taking credit for us naming it after them, too. So, um, <laughs> But no, but... Big Sexy is, it's our OG. It's the original product that we launched uh, three and a half years ago. Big Sexy Hot Chick, come back in, no BS and Green Machine were our original five. And to this day, Big Sexy remains um, really one of our marquee products. It's our number one selling hunt plot every single year. And there's a reason for it. It's not just the name. Um, to your point, it's a, what we did, what we've done with all these products, George, is that We've tested them across the country. Um, the last thing we wanted is somebody to plant a product that then required Mother Nature to be just perfect in November or December or whatever so that they could have deer in front of them. Instead, we took warm and cold season forages that matured at different stages so that deer would feed through those plots all fall and winter so that no matter when you were hunting, there was a reason for a deer to be in front of you. The big sexy covers those bases. Um, it's got a variety of turnip, a variety of radish, a variety of rape, and a variety of kale. So four plant varieties uh, that are going to mature at four different times. And deer eat food based on maturity levels and the type of nutrition that their body requires at that time. So Big Sexy, uh, in most parts of the U.S., planted July, August, September, and down south in October, it's going to mature roughly 60 to 90 days. Um, like I said, all those plants mature at different, different stages. And with that mix, you've got six to 10 tons of, of green forage per acre above the ground. And then you've got your, your turnips and your radishes that provide a, a ton of high energy forage that is partially below the earth and partially above the earth. So it, it's a it's a fantastic mix to hunt hunt over, easy to plant, and, and really it can be successful from September all the way through December and January. It's fun to watch people plant it because 
they've been so trained that brassicas are only good when it's cold and big sexy is not like that um i it's amazing how many people will reach out and say i can't imagine i can't believe how many people or how many deer have been in there eating in september and october it's like well that's that was our goal we want deer to be in there really the whole fall and winter so um you nailed it with that one george um you can take credit for it we named it after you <laughs> and uh it's, it's probably good probably gonna have to be that the focus of one of your one of your hunt plots this fall yeah well, instead of back royalty fee we'll just go with food plot seed how's that <laughs> <laughs> there you go <laughs> well you know something else that you know looking on there that I thought very interesting and i would say that before any of you, you guys out there are looking to put a food plot in I noticed that you have two uh, kits on there. One is called the Comprehensive Food Plot Soil Test and a DI Do-It-Yourself Instant pH Test Kit. Now, is this something that yeah. you would recommend guys to go out and, and test in your soil? And I see that you mail it in to you guys. You guys do the testing and then come back with your recommendations on seeds, which is phenomenal, by the way. What a, what a great program. Yeah, so this is the first step, the most important step um it really helps us all you and us better understand what you're working with from a soil standpoint some of us in the country are blessed with incredible soil other others of us not so much however you can amend it and improve it and at the end of the day the healthier your soil is the better your plants are going to grow the better your plants grow the more nutritious they are for the deer and it goes on and on so we've got two different options the comprehensive uh, food plot soil test kit is my number one recommendation. It also takes longer to, um, you know, get the lab results back. It's not immediate. It's two to three weeks. But it also provides a, a very comprehensive understanding of what your soil has, what it needs, and as a result, what is going to be best suited for it. So you take a sample from your plot location. You mail it in. We have an accredited lab here in Wisconsin that it will be mailed to. And then from there, your results will be uh, sent to you in two to three days, or sorry, two to three weeks. And then once you get your results back, we'll help consult on what to use. The other one that we offer is a do-it-yourself. It's a take it into the field. Um, you take your tests, um, take your tests out in the field, and in 15 minutes, you'll have a pH reading. It won't give you anything else, uh, but it will give you a pH reading, and from which, from there, you can then determine what you need to add for lime and what plants might be best suited for that area. So it's, uh, George, it's, it's the most important step to really help create successful food plots is understanding what you're working with from a soil standpoint. That's very important. I mean, to sit there and, and getting professional advice, you know, of what to blend in and what to mix. And then once, of course, it doesn't mean you're always, once you get that soil build up to a certain level where it should be, then you could always, like you said, transfer to a different type of food plot and uh, I think that's an awesome program. I'll tell you what, as going yeah, through there, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, that's, once you're able to get your pH to a 7, I mean, the sky's the limit. Your plants can absorb 100% of the nutrients, and you're going to get those made-for-TV food plots. And it's just, there's so much time and effort and money that people invest in, in this that um, for a very small fee, it just makes so much sense to get that pH tested so that you're, you're making sure that you're doing all the right things so that your uh, your investment is, is rewarded. Absolutely. Getting the best bang for your buck, so to speak. Well, I was looking, looking through also one of the things that I kind of like a lot. I've seen that your your minerals 
that you carry. And I like using minerals, especially, you know, in the early summer and, and watching these bucks and for trail camp pitchers. And, and, um, sure. You, I tried your, um, recharge. That or bad habit. A, We've got two of them. Mad did that draw them. Did my buck pitchers, you know, right then I had, just to give you an example of that recharge, um, we had a, of course, we live in the middle in prime country, we live right next to a waterfowl refuge, and we got the big whitetails, big turkeys, and besides that, in the waterfowls in, in Iowa. But um, we had one morning, you know, we get up, and of course, Diane and I are used to seeing deer in the yard and, and they come pets, and we got turkeys that come pets. And But anyway, I'd noticed uh, it probably it was in, oh, mid August to late August. There was a really nice 10 point that uh, we have, that, which my place is an old duck camp that we've redone and picked up. And then we also purchased okay. the caretaker's place, which is all picked up. So when you get to come here and hunt, that's where you get to stay in the caretaker's place. That's kind of, we turned into an Airbnb called the Hideaway Cottage Perfect. for those guys who want to get that's away. Cool. But it was a good spot to fix for buyers and, and uh, writers to come out and and uh but anyway there is an old mineral we put it back there with some recharge but he was in on that and i got looking one morning starting coffee and I, so i wake her up of course she's like oh yeah another big buck yeah and i'm telling her man that's a dandy <laughs> and uh, so i put a camera and some recharge and i haven't seen you know never saw this buck before and man he just stayed i had him for four or five days he stayed in and uh, I even got video of him shedding his velvet. And he was probably a mid-170s buck. Not huge, but really oh, nice. Wow. You know, and and uh, I'll be darned, I uh, ran out of recharge and, you know, tried using the corn. And I lost him. I did. I lost him. Huh. And never, I saw him, he popped back up once more in the fall. But that was the fatal mistake that I've learned. That this recharge, <laughs> that when you get it and they start coming in, they want it, and uh, you know yeah, there's no sure. doubt. You know we'll see 20 to 30 different bucks from the the property here during a bow season, and you'll just see. And what I've done is that increase, especially um, you know when you're trying to get film and pictures, it just it brings them from a long ways. So the recharge, I was I have experience with that. The minerals are nice in that regard. You get get your get your intel and kind of know what's around because um recharge is packed with all the key vitamins and minerals and um all the ingredients needed for immune health stress prevention um disease prevention antler growth body growth fetal development milk production it's got it all in there and do you have the the innate ability to know what they need when they need it so when you provide that during growing season you're going to get an intel of all the deer in your area because they're going to come to it. They need it. And once they get a flavor for it, they're going to keep coming back. It's got um, a we berry flavor, right? It does. Yep. Yeah. It's very infused. We call it, um, both flavor and aroma. Oh, yeah. So that allows you to kind of use it anywhere in the U S. Um, it's not, um, it's not something that doesn't exist everywhere. So, and then, like I said, we, we get those started in February and we'll run mineral all the way through September and, We've got a, a product called Bad Habit, which is a really it's a high end feed product. We just have, have packaged it in seven pound bags, so you can mix it with corn or pour it on its own or however you want to use it. And that again, that we use that kind of August through February. So we're always using something where we can and um, trying to provide additional uh, nutrition to those deer. And, and uh, like you said too, in addition to the nutritional part, 
it, it really gives us some intel and some feedback and understanding of what deer we have on property. And um, it's a not only is it great for them, but it's a great tool for us too. I got you a great story, a testimonial for your recharge. Besides the big buck, we, my wife and I have two Tennessee walkers. She is a horse person. She's been a horse person her whole life. I'm not a horse person. I've learned to ride in my <laughs> old age. I have broken finger from them. But anyway, they are our pets. Oh, yeah. We have a 20-acre field that we uh, keep them up most of the time with the barn. and But we also have a wire fence that we've put around the whole um, boundary of our place here with electric and they are so good and of course we have a big 12 by 50 deck where we can look the lake and of course the horses my wife says that's a great place to put a stable so anytime you come to our house and you, if you have a stable under your deck you might be a redneck but they are pets and they stay they never wander and, <laughs> and that's during the time that I had recharge back in our woods you trying you know getting video of this buck one morning, my wife wakes up and never again, never have we ever had a problem. And she says, oh, my gosh, the horses that went through the wire, the electric fence, like, they're gone. And this was early in the morning. Oh, so I come out, and, of course, she starts yelling, and here they come. And, and I'm telling you, Mike, they're all sweaty. They come running like they knew they were in trouble, but they come running in. And guys say, where did you guys go? Of course, it doesn't click to me. And... All of a sudden, about oh, a week later, I'm pulled a chip on the camera, and I'm looking through the camera. Oh, my gosh, there's two Tennessee walkers right in front of my camera. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Recharge, it, it attracted our horses to go through the wire fence. To the, yeah, that yeah. is a testimony right there, my friend. Yep, yep. They'll, uh, they'll get into your poop flops pretty good, too. <laughs> But I thought, I also, uh, the bad habit, that's kind of a product that you can mix with shell corn and, you know, the, does that have aroma and a flavor with that as well? Or? Oh, gosh. Yeah, I mean, when you tear the bag open to that, it, it about knocks you over. It's a very intense, very infused, again, um, and it's a mix of proteins and energies and um, trace minerals and vitamins. It's got, it's got everything in there, and like I said, you can... You can feed it on its own or mix it with shell corn and pour it over a stockpile block. It's a, there's a wide variety of uses, but it has a very intense flavor and aroma. It'll, they'll keep coming back for that and digging holes. So if I used them, I'm looking at this. So if I used a, like a bag of recharge and threw it on a stump, maybe on a couple stumps in my area, and then using my supplementing feeding through some of this bad habit together, that would be a pretty strong combination, you think? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, It'd be a great program to really help again build the foundation. Um, that's kind of our goal. Now I was looking at the stockpile. That it look, you know, it looks like a feed block. And reading on that, and one thing that people don't realize: a deer coming out of the winter time, you know, they struggled, and and you might have a deer that maybe been wounded, that could have been hurt by coyotes, but you know, they usually they've been stressed out coming winter. So you know, you've always wanted to get some good supplements especially with the does, you know, getting ready to, to give birth and, and fawning, that you want to get su supplements to get their strength back and they're building their body back up. Is that stockpile kind of that food, that feed block? Is that, was that something that would be good in the spring, you know, getting transition from that winter to spring? Absolutely. I'm running them right now. Um, and what you'll find with stockpile, and it was designed this way, is it is designed to be consumed. It's not going to last months um, by any means. I mean, 
when you watch the videos we put out with stockpiles, deer are taking bites out of it. And that's the idea. Um, to your point, George, whether it's fall and winter when they're kind of bulking up for rut in winter or coming off of the winter and now they're, they need to kind of build back up as they get ready to fawn and, and grow antlers. Stockpile is perfect in those scenarios. Um, can be fed on its own or I guess some people will add it to their mineral site or their feed station or what have you. But yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's a year round block, but really critical kind of spring and then fall winter time frames. High protein, high energy. Say we got the average Joe out there who is just, you know, starting to look. He doesn't really have, he's got a maybe a, a small area that he hunts, but he's wanting to make it, you know, it's kind of like, you know, he's wanting to do something to hold the deer and, and uh, work on that. And, and you know, I think we touched a little bit about with the hot chick and stuff like that. But for whitetails, you know, if you can give us your tips for the average guy, when to start and, and how to go about it. And then also, kind of like for me, is there something that you blend that is, or deer, turkey, both, that would hold in springtime, you know, have a pretty good attracting. So I'll let you cover that. Yeah, you bet. I'll do the, the deer and turkey first. That's just a quick quick answer. We like to use hot chicken, comeback kid. Um, they come back year after year, and they're incredible for, you know, deer, turkey, grouse, you name it. Um, they'll, in the, they'll be in there eating the clovers, but they'll also eat the bugs. When those plants flower, they attract a lot of bugs, and they'll get turkeys and they're eating those. Um, the buckwheat can actually be a, a nice little option for turkeys, too, because they're getting bugs. And then green machine is another option because the winter rye in that will green up right away in the spring, and that often leads to more birds and whitetails out in there, too. So you got a few options for deer and turkeys. And to answer your second question about kind of you've got a you got a small property you're just getting into hunting and, and property management what, what are the steps you take and i mean that i could talk for weeks about that and it can seem like a really daunting task like you're trying to climb mount everest uh, but it really doesn't have to be that way if you've kind of got the ambition and the willingness to learn and and kind of get after it um regardless of the size of your property we always try to kind of kind of take into account a couple of things. You need water, food, and, and cover. And really, all three of those things you can you can offer, whether it's um, different types of, of grasses or concealment mixes or, or hinge cutting to create cover, whether you dig in a water hole or it's got natural water, and then food. Uh, hopefully, you can find an area or that has already existed where you get some sunlight or create one with some, some lumberjacking, but... Getting a sustainable food source on that property on a year-round basis is something that's going to immediately change how deer, um, you know, react to your property and, and hang out there. We know that 95% of the deer's time is spent very close to a food source, and if you have a food source, they're going to spend more time near you. So um, whether you've got tools or not, finding kind of that area that, that has some sunlight coming to the ground or you can create it, and then we want to try to get some, some perennials established. Uh, that's the best way to kind of maintain food over time. And we always try to recommend if a person is going to plant, say you're able to carve out a half acre on your small property, maybe plant that whole thing in perennials like a hot chick in the spring, get something established, get those deer um, understanding that you now have food on your property. And then come later in the summer, July or August, you can come in and rough some of that up with a garden rake or a tiller if you have it and integrate in some some cold season food like your big sexies that we talked about so um 
you can make it as complicated as you want, or you can kind of break it down and simplify it. You don't need heavy equipment. You don't need tractors. You don't need big tracks of land. Um, you can be wildly successful on, on really small pieces of property. My best hunting property is five acres. Um, I put the time and the effort in, and we've got food plots built out, and it's an area that they naturally stage from big property to egg, and I'm just sandwiched in the middle of it. But you don't have to have a ton of acreage to be successful. So that's one of our favorite favorite aspects about this is the amount of people we get to talk to and the, the different types of properties and um, helping people be successful on small properties is, is so much fun. So um, hopefully that answers your question to some degree. That did, Mike, and I'll tell you what, but probably the majority of, you know, especially in the hunting today, there's so many young guys out there who are wanting to get more into it or get more, they're, you know, they're, they're wanting to get some nicer deer and seeing deer and, so a lot of the young guys and not a lot of people can afford the big tracks. And I think the majority of our listeners right there, that was some amazing tips right there. I mean, one of my best um, hunting spots is, is just, a, you know, one or two acres. But it's hard to hear in, in the fall when the Walmart shopping carts are banging and, and the PA goes off. But we, we have... <laughs> no, we, yeah. no, I appreciate it. And one other thing that you mentioned was that uh, about consulting? And if you you guys are available, if someone ever wanted to hire you for consulting? Yeah, we do that. We do some of that. Um, it's hard for us to travel long distances because we're just such a small a small company at this point. We don't have a lot of hands on deck. Um, but yeah, like this Friday, I'll be walking um, a large property in Minnesota um, all day Friday, doing some consulting work and kind of getting food plots ready to go. Um, and we hope to continue to do more of that as our team grows, uh, because it's, um, we, we also, we partner with some companies that, that do, you know, the full turnkey style of, um, habitat management and food plotting. And, um, so that's something we continue to, to work on and we do a ton of over the phone consulting and email consulting and consulting through Facebook messenger and things of that nature as well. So that's awesome. Um, okay. one of the things that we pride ourselves on is, the amount of customer service and support we provide and um we love to well, we love to do it so so if our listeners want to reach out to you what what is your website yeah so we are at www.domainoutdoor.com we're also on facebook and instagram we've got youtube we're pretty easy to get a hold of and um and like i said our our number one goal is for you to be successful so whatever we can do to help that happen uh, we're on board well, I think our listeners this week just gained a ton of beneficial information. I know I did. Mike, I appreciate it so much, and good luck to you. And All you listeners out there who have food plots or are wanting to get into food plots, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. And when you get a chance, check us out, our top-of-the-line game calls. Check us out at LegendaryGearUSA.com. If you like this podcast, please share it. Always remember, hunt safe, hunt smart. And may the good Lord be your guide.